<laughs> Hello and welcome to Super Saturdays, a comic book media podcast where each episode we will be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm your host, Damon A, and today's episode I am joined by Connor Lovell. Hi, Connor. Hello. All right. Well, without further ado, this is going to be the first new movie review. So, on with the show. So, since this is going to be a movie review, guys, we are not going to be doing a news roundup, but I do want to ask Connor, well, two things. Number one, if the title of the video didn't already get you guys, we're going to be reviewing the new Blue Beetle movie that just came out. Also, if you've got a shirt on just right now. Hey. People watching, you guys can see me lifting up the shirt. People not watching, I'm wearing a Blue Beetle shirt. But, Connor, what was your first time seeing Jaime, Jaime Reyes as a Blue Beetle. What was your first interaction with that character? Um, my first interaction with him was uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, but my first time like hearing about his lore and all of that stuff, it was Young Justice. But I'm not 100% sure that Young Justice is canon. I think we talked about that previously and i think you told me that young justice isn't canon right yeah like young justice did its own thing fast and loose it's like a cool little adaption um if i'm being quite honest i haven't really watched a lot of young justice um it, speaking of so <clears throat> remember remember in the okay i'm gonna i i don't want to get right into it but i'm just like mentioning something about young justice so at the very beginning of the movie remember when we see like the different colored beetles all fucking flying off into different uh planets and shit yeah um in young justice there's a blue beetle and a green beetle the green beetle's a martian i didn't even know there was different colored beetles yeah yeah that's wow. like that's I didn't know I like I personally don't know much about Blue Beetle, but like that's what I saw in Young Justice. I was like, this is cool. This is like kind of like Green Lantern. Like <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm kinda of in the same boat as you when it comes to the first interaction being Batman the Brave and the Bold. I think like the first episode of that show was introducing Blue Beetle. And I know that, that show whole their whole their whole precedent for that show was to give people a who's who of the DC universe and meet new characters every single fucking episode and honestly i met a new character watching that episode if i'm going to be honest with you soups this is like one of the small amount of episodes where i don't really know much about the character uh if i'm being quite honest i haven't read much of jaime reyes's stuff i know a little bit more about ted core than i do jaime reyes as the blue beetle so watching this movie i was kind of going in blind with the little information that i did know i know him from injustice 2 from uh Batman the Brave and the Bold, and then also just seeing him. Today I did buy some Jaime Reyes comics, but this movie just, yeah, that was my first interactions. Uh, I know you already started talking about the movie a little bit just now. Connor, what was your opinions on the movie? And do you think this movie <clears throat> would stand the test of time? And what would your rating be, basically? Um, okay. Rating overall. Um, I would honestly give it a 4.5 out of 5. Like, it did really well. It it exceeded my expectations. Because, it, 
I walked into it thinking, okay, it's going to be a DC movie. Like, Black Adam was really good. Like, Flash I haven't seen yet, so I need to still go see, but I've heard really good things about. And so, like, DC's starting on the kick-up, but I'm not going to get too hype about it. I'm not going to... I'm not going to get too excited and have my like expectations let down, but they, they really exceeded expectations with this movie. Like how mature it was. Like I see why it got the PG 13 rating. Um, like it, it was very mature for like a superhero movie. I was expecting kind of like a Shazam esque movie where it was like very kind of to the kids, very family friendly, like a superhero movie. Nah, mm. this one was, this one really surprised you with some moments and we'll talk about those later. But like, yeah, I, I just think it did really well. Like it was beautiful cinematography. Um, certain aspects about the script. I really, really liked, and we'll talk about that later in spoilers. Um, but yeah, honestly, just a really, really good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I think I'm in the same boat as you. I would give it a 4.5 out of uh, five. I would say, in my opinion, this movie, I could see this turning into a classic, especially the ending. It just screamed. This movie gave me 80s vibes. Like, this was like a classic type of movie. And I liked it a lot. I loved the world building because it just, it just felt very unique and it felt very fun. And I loved the soundtracks. And I really thought this movie would have just been just a cash grab or like a popcorn type of movie. But it was actually had a lot of heart, like a lot of heart. And uh, I'm not Latino, but... The fact that this was seeped in so much culture and love for that community and everything, I was like, oh, shit, damn, this is awesome. Because it kind of reminded me about how I felt when I watched Black Panther. When I watched Black Panther, I'm like, you know, black power. But, like, this was just unapologetic with the culture that it was trying to showcase on screen. And I loved every second of that. And I just loved all the jokes. And, like I said, the heart I would say the only area that I think could have done better was maybe the villain. The villain could have been more strong, I would say. Uh, but honestly, I can see this being a classic. This was like a really good origin film, I would say. Uh, so you heard it here first. This project stands the test of time. Be sure to let us know exactly what you guys think. But if you want to hear our spoilers, now is the time to leave. I will leave. Leave. Go on. <laughs> Get out. Be gone. Be gone. Be gone. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes if you like this. But uh yeah. All right. Three, two, one. All right, so let's get into some spoilers, Connor. Two things. Number one, this movie was horny. This was a horny ass movie. This movie It was. Listen, listen, this shit was fucking horny as fuck and it was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Uh, and then on top of that, the fucking movie was just, the comedy was so fucking good. So good. Mm. And there was just a lot of subtleties without the entire movie, I would say. Uh, I really enjoyed, like, there, like, there's a certain part in the movie where, like, it got me. Like, what really, like, the movie really got me probably after, like, the first 15 minutes. Because I'll admit, at first, I was like, hmm... When I saw George Lopez, I was like, whoa, <laughs> why? Like, that is, that's wild. But yeah, he, man, he made me cry. <laughs> he did. He made, he made me tear up. He made me tear up. And you know something? I really thought that he was just going to be there. I, I thought I wasn't going to like this character, if I'm being quite honest. But then, fucking loved his character. Actually, I loved every single one of the characters in this damn movie. 
even Susan Sarandon, even though her villain was kind of trash. Well, it wasn't trash. It was just she did the best she could with the damn script. Mm-hmm. But uh, she could have done more. I wish she, I wish it was more. I wish there was more going on with uh, her as the villain. It was a very interesting choice for a villain for Blue Beetle, right? Yeah. Because, like, choosing the OMAC virus and, like, having it, like, is this the origin of the OMAC in the DC, like, universe, in the DC creative universe? Like, having, just, like, having someone create the OMAC virus that isn't Bruce Wayne, like, mm-hmm. it's it's weird and... Yeah, it's like you said. It's just a weak character. It's like she didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah, I know that we were talking about it when we were watching the movie. But uh, yeah, OMAC was created by Batman. And it was primarily created because Batman, after Identity Crisis, what had happened is that he found out that Zatanna wiped his mind. And that all the other heroes knew that she wiped his mind. So he was like, you bitches. You know what? Y'all <laughs> fucked up. Fuck y'all. You don't fuck with my mind. Fuck all of you. I'm paranoid as shit. So I'm going to sit here and create a fucking surveillance unit to watch everything in the fucking world except it gains sentience and causes a whole lot of different shit. But uh, just watching it just be thrown around like this, it was a little weird because I was just like, what was the point of just throwing it around? What was going to come from that, I suppose? Mm-hmm. I know that like this movie technically is the first new, first, first movie within the new DC universe movies and everything, even though it wasn't supposed to be, but because it was already, like, not connected as much, and I think James Gunn liked it a lot, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a part of it now. Um, I would say this is a really good start. Like, I would love to see more movies about this. I would love to see where it's going to go with this and everything. I gotta say, I just loved even um, when we got to get to freaking Ted Cord's mansion and seeing all the cool shit in the background, yeah. I, yeah, like I love seeing um, the like the part where what really got me, what really like had me like all in on the movie was when towards the end when Jaime was just having fun with his powers and he was fucking like making shit with his shit and just like doing some other shit. And then it also made me think about how did the director watch anime? Because when he <laughs> true. Yeah, because he was like doing a lot of all this different like martial arts moves. And then I even could have sworn um he like called out one of his powers similar to how they do in anime sometimes. And I was mm-hmm. like, huh. Now, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I could have read something somewhere where he did say that he was inspired by that. I don't know. Well, like, honestly, after kind of boiling over on it for a little bit after watching the movie earlier today, kind of what you said earlier sparked me thinking that. Because what I talked about was the thing that just irritated them hell out of me the entire movie was Jaime not taking anything seriously Mm -hmm. like not taking how racist he was treated seriously not taking how like little and like belittled his family was seriously Mm -hmm. not taking like that instance where the cops had his family at gunpoint seriously like there there were just so many moments where I was like Jaime, they don't like you. Stop trying to speak with a person who's actively trying to kill you. I yeah. get it. Like, I I get it. But it's it's one of those things where it's like um, trying to not sink to the same level as your like enemies. 
but like i don't know like dog they're trying to kill you like at least fucking fight back don't don't be there asking like whoa this guy's trying to kill me why is he trying to kill me like i only stole his like super secret bug that he had in this top secret facility like why is he trying to kill me why does he have to sound like scooby-doo <laughs> 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 But I was thinking about that because, like, when he started having fun with his abilities and, like, he, like, he went in for that, like, hit after he pulled out the, like, big sword and he, like, did that whole spinning hit and shit. He was, like, having so much fun laughing during the fight. And then the dude just stabs him in the side. I was like, yeah, wake up call, motherfucker. Dead like, ass. You're playing right now. He's trying to kill you. And you're, you think he's just playing along with you? He's not. You need to take this shit serious dead ass and i just like i think the actor who plays blue beetle if someone was asking how would you best describe the character and they said like honestly the best way to describe him is a mixture of iron man spider-man and uh it was another character that he said and in all honesty i honestly that's the best way to describe this movie and it, i'm not saying that as oh it's a ripoff no i'm saying that in the best way possible because like jaime reyes is just fun uh, I think the I remember someone hearing someone saying like imagine a superhero who is a superhero and his entire family knows and he enjoys being a superhero. That's something we don't see usually. And I liked how it didn't. Yeah, it had that whole like, oh, this is a curse type of thing, but it kind of got past it pretty fast. I would say it didn't seem a little too annoying. It, it was annoying at first, like you were saying. But yeah. And honestly, I want to question what you were saying, too. I wonder if all of that would have been gone. Like all of the criticism you have for him, like getting like not taking it seriously. If it would have been gone, if they would have kept him a high schooler. Cause I know Jaime Reyes at first um, in the comics and everything, he was like 16 when he got his powers mm -hmm. in the movie. He just graduated college. He's 22 now. Yeah. So my question for you is, do you think it would have been better if he was a teenager? Or do you think you like the, or do you like the change of him being um, in college? Well, leaving college, you know, Honestly, that's a that's a fantastic question because if he was a high schooler, I'd be more understanding of it. Mm. But like because he's gone to college, like most people who have gone to college have kind of been educated on a certain critical race theory and like the, I mean, hell, Jaime is someone who came from uh what's the name of their city? It's Key um, um I think it was Key Heights or something. I don't know exactly where. I forgot. Key Coast, I think? I, no, it's not Key Coast. It was something. But um, I know that, like, to, that, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a city that, like, was uh, heavily populated by Latinos and just people of color and everything. And mm -hmm. there was, like, the way that it was, like, was, like, divided is that, like, the richer you were, you lived more so in the middle of the city where all, like, the flashy lights and the skyscrapers were. If not, you were living more in, like, the small town, um, more urban areas and whatnot. I like seeing that. But going back to what you're saying. But, like, that's the thing, right? Like, Jaime has grown up in that house. Like, the, the like what, like, 20 minutes into the episode is him and his sister sitting on the roof looking at all of the nice buildings. And he's like, that's going to be us one day. That's going to be us. Like, mm -hmm. we've been here this entire time. Bro, how have you sat here your entire life, gone off to college, like, met other people who are different than you? And still don't kind of recognize that people treat you differently because of who you are. Like, it's it's kind of exactly what you say all the time about a black Superman. Mm -hmm. And exactly George Lopez character says in the movie. He's, he literally says, 
uh, don't call the police. Do you know what will happen when they figure out a Mexican kid has superpowers? True, true. They're going to come here and they're going to come lock him up. True. Like, it's literally like if you are not a white person who has superpowers, the government's probably going to be afraid of you. 100%. And I'm honestly glad that you brought up, I'm glad you brought up the, because like, uh, Soup's, Connor and I have like talked about superheroes all the freaking time outside of him guesting, uh, guest starring on the show. Uh, also, thanks for coming on the show my second time, Connor. Heck yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. But like one of the things we talk about all the freaking time and we sometimes talk about like what is with superheroes. And one of the things I talked about with Connor is how like, if I'm being quite honest, if Superman was a black man or a person of color, the government would not trust him. People would not trust him. I, like the world is already skeptical as is. So regardless of his race, they'd be skeptical, but they'd be even more skeptical if it was somebody of color. Let's be real here. Let's be honest here. But like, yeah, I, I think that that could be one of those like plot holes. Maybe something that people that just wasn't fully thought out, thought out, or maybe it's something that is just like essential to like him being a good person maybe just looking for the best in people i suppose but even still you you're left asking a lot more questions i guess uh going back to the city though the city that uh they live in and everything that city i loved it because at first i was like "Mm, i'm getting like cgi spy kids vibes and then as the movie progressed the cgi got better i don't know how that happens but it did uh Mm -hmm. and I liked how it felt like its own entity. Like, I love when, like, when movies do, like, their own world building for different cities. Like, I like for example, with The Batman, the Robert Pattinson movie that came out by Matt Reeves. Gotham City has looked the best. That's the best-looking Gotham City. It was, like, a freaking hodgepodge, and it looked like a city that wasn't just filming in fucking Chicago, like the Nolan films, if I'm being honest. This movie had its own city, and if I'm being honest, I forgot the name, but it was awesome to see all that type of shit. Like, the Dion Signs... And it looks futuristic and all that type of shit. I liked seeing that. I liked how there was a lot of attention to detail in every little thing in the damn movie. Especially when we got to Ted Kord's house. How the interior of that mansion looked like it hasn't been touched since the 90s. Literally. Like, her little watch. Like, when she opened the door. How, like, it was pixelated. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just like, it looked like a Tamagotchi on her, like, watch. Just, like, opening a door. It was so cool. Man. And I gotta say, who was your who was who was your favorite character in the movie? Oh, oh. Aside from Jaime. Hmm. Um. I I gotta say the dad man. The dad made me cry so many times. Cause just like when we were in the movie theater and you were like, "Man, that's so real. That's so that's so real." Like when he was talking about like just how this isn't how it should be. I've worked so hard, all of that stuff. And then like when he goes and talks to his dad and he's like, I, I just don't know what to do. And his dad's like, it's a journey, man. Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, what's, what's your purpose? And he's like, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And like, he, he's had heart attacks. He's got kids in college and he's like, I, that's life, man. It's just a constant journey. Like, and then like to have, to have that moment, when he's like kind of in that afterlife-esque like phase to have his dad go yeah i finally figured it out this is what i was supposed to do like this is where i was supposed to be and it's just like it it, it was one of those lessons that like you needed to hear you know what i mean mm-hmm. but what about you what was your favorite character honestly <clears throat> i would say Maybe his sister, uh, or maybe even um, Jenny Cord. Jenny Cord was pretty cool. 
But she was cool. I gotta say, his whole family as a whole really made an impact on me. Like, I think one of the, like I, I I'm a strong believer that when it comes to movies, a movie can really sell you if they get you to believe everything's on screen. The fact that when his dad had cardiac arrest and the family were crying and screaming for help, that shit had me in my feels. That hit me. I haven't ha- I haven't felt that emotional in the movie in a minute. It was just sad. And then the fact that he was getting taken away and he couldn't help his father, that was just cold. Um, and just, like, seeing, like, I don't know. Like, I'll admit, the trailers didn't do this movie justice because the trailers had it looking a little too corny, a little too cheesy. It did not do it justice at all. And shame on you, Warner Brothers, for not marketing this movie. Shame on you for not... You know what? Death. Death to all of them. Okay? Death penalty. Yes. Pull out the guillotines. Death to all of them. Oh. No, seriously. I got to say the whole family. Uh, like, I would say that it was just fantastic. And I I want to see a Blue Beetle sequel. I do. I would like to see a sequel. I'd like to see this turn into a whole franchise. I would. So would I. I, I would also like to kind of add on to yours. Like, something that I thought of at the end of the movie was just like, this is going to sound weird, but just how proud I was of his mom. Yeah. Like, when when everything first started, his mom was like, oh my god, what's going on? And, like, it took his grandma to kind of tell everybody, like, hey, we're going to go help him, yada yada. By the end of the movie, she's the one fucking flying them out of there, and she's like, like, fucking, she, she is, like, the hero of the moment. And I was just like, wow, just, there was so much growth for every single character. There didn't feel like there was a side character. It was like everybody had an arc. Everybody had growth. There was payoff for every single character. Every single character. Like they set up something and they paid it off by the end of the movie. Like they paid off um, his, his uncle getting a new car. They paid off uh, his sister getting something to do. They paid off every single thing that was happening. And... I loved every minute of it. I'd say the grandma... No, the grandma had me fucking dying. That was fucking funny as hell. She did, bro. The grandma's my hero. Yeah. And I'm not really one to, like, talk in movie theaters. I'm not. But, like, this movie... I haven't been, Maybe it's because I haven't been in the movies in a minute. Uh, I don't know if, I, if we already said this, too. But, like, Connor and I went to see it earlier today. Because uh, at the time of this recording, it is currently 10.35. Okay? It's late. Hey. It's late as fuck. But earlier today, we went to go see that movie. And... I knew it was real when fucking Susan Sarandon as uh, Victoria Cord, Victoria Cord, who was like Ted Cord's sister. She's the villain, right? Uh, she's basically saying, like, talking to Jaime, she like kidnapped him. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a shame. The scarab chose you, but it doesn't belong to you. Listen. Damon out loud, bitch. <laughs> rings out through the theater bitch <laughs> oh my god no but seriously that was like I, shit i was taken aback okay i was i was all in there i was all in that movie like it was great and i want to give a lot of a round of applause to the actor that is playing that plays jaime his name is hold up i don't want to butcher this last name zolo maradunia maradunia okay maradunia amazing this is like his first time one of his first big projects he's been in cobra kai he's been in parenthood he's been in the boys animated series he's also been one victor and valentino the animated series wow didn't know he was in that show 
But yeah, he did a really good job. Like a really good job. He did, dude. It was like it kind of kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Like he really gave that like innocence of Peter Parker feel, but the knowledge and drive of Tony Stark feel. Um kind of like you said earlier not not to like say like oh this is a ripoff the entire time <laughs> this is gonna sound corny i i promise this is not a pun this is not anything the entire time i just felt ant-man vibes yeah i was, I was like, thinking that this is very ant-man like he's like i don't know i don't know what it was about it i was just like this just feels very ant-man yeah and i mean that in the best way possible i, I get those vibes too but I'd say more serious. Like, it gives Ant-Man, but it's more serious. And yeah. maybe it's because it's just bug-themed, but I just liked it a-, a lot. Bro, can I talk about that one moment that, like, shocked us in the theater? Like, when we were like, oh, crap, like, this is a this is a mature movie. Yeah. <clears throat> when, uh, like, when they break in uh, to try and save uh, Jaime, they get uh, the old Blue Beetle scarab like kind of I, I can't even remember what he called that thing that he rode around in uh um, the beetle mobile or whatever it was the flying beetle shit basically yeah it's just, just this giant beetle mech and this entire movie we're like oh haha cheeky pg-13 jokes ha 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 and then like all of a sudden this thing steps on a guard impales him through the stomach and then just takes a few steps with him on the leg and, like, George Lopez's character is just sitting there fucking laughing, just going, ah, we're getting them, like. That was dark, but it was also it was funny. Wild. Actually, I felt bad for laughing, but you know what? It was worth it. It was fine. It was fine. Like, I gotta say, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I really did. It, it, it just, it, the movie just really shocked you in a lot of different ways. And honestly, I, it was, I wasn't predicting a lot of different things to happen in it. Uh, there's a lot of moments where I wasn't like, for example, even one of the good, good, good moments when, um, Jenny Cord comes back to the family after the um, father's funeral and she comes to like, say you can keep the house. And then she like turns to, uh, Jaime's uncle. I thought she was going to give him a job for like, since he was an inventor and everything. No, she just said, I'm here. You got your new car. I felt bad. Uh-huh. I, Hey, okay. You know, it's just, uh, there's the little things in this movie. Uh, like I said previously, I just wish the villain was like a little bit better. I kind of wish we didn't really f- focus on Victoria Code Cord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked how we focused on what was his name. The uh, the other mech guy leader. who like had the Omec yeah uh, virus. Yeah, I forgot his name. Damn, forgot his name. But like, he was honestly had the makings of an even better villain if he just was by himself in- instead of being a mook. Like. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, his whole story, damn, that would have been awesome. Honestly, I feel like he, I feel like he should have went rogue earlier in the movie. But what which probably should have happened was he goes rogue. He's on a whole hunt to kill her and kill Jaime. Jaime then convinces him, you don't have to kill me or her. And all this other type of shit. I don't know, some shit like that, possibly. Who knows, you know? Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What, like, swap her out of this. Like, what DC villain would you like to see Blue Beetle kind of have to go up against in his origin movie? See, 
That is a good question. And I don't really have the answer for that. I would say you could probably repurpose a couple of different villains for Hyman because I don't really think he has his own little, like his own rogues gallery to choose from. So I think you could potentially repurpose some villain from somebody and turn it into a formidable foe. I do think what they could do and may even say for a third movie is uh, the whole thing where Jaime is one with the Scarab. However, the Scarab secretly is evil and also the type of shit. And that, you know, the whole crux of the movie is that a whole alien invasion is coming and he has to convince the Scarab to help him or some shit like that. Mm, similar I to that, uh, that. Yeah, similar to that uh, Batman Beyond episode. No, Batman okay. Brave and the Bold episode. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Yeah. How about you? Um, me personally, like, that teaser that they did of all the different scarabs, of all the different colors, <clears throat> I would have liked to kind of see a uh, Shazam-esque, like, oh, hey, Shazam is this new superhero, and then Black Adam shows up, his direct counterpart. I would have liked to see maybe, like, he gets the blue scarab, but another company has found the green scarab because they sent an expedition to Mars. Like, mm. and instead of the Omac virus, it's scarab be scarab, kind of like that type deal. But like, I'm also thinking about and something I want to get your two cents on. Because um, have you seen the Flash movie? Not yet. It's on HBO Max though. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's on there now. Bro, we're going to watch that over, like, Discord or something, like, sometime soon. I'm down. Um, I'm down. Anyway, but uh, have you heard about the multi multiverse stuff in Flash? Yeah, I did. I seen the uh, pictures of the after credits and everything. Okay. Um, that whole thing. Do you think that this is a whole new universe or do you think that this is already in a pre-established one because they did talk about the flash in central city they talked about superman in uh metropolis um like george lopez's character directly like referenced those they have the og blue beetle and that after credit scene kind of hinted at like a booster gold type thing true true so do you think it's in a pre-established universe already, or do you think they kind of just started a new one with this? I mean, it's in its own pre-established universe. I know that uh, James Gunn talked about Superman Legacy, for example. He already said that that, that movie isn't an origin film. He's like, he's, I think he's hinted that like we will see bits and pieces, but it's not an origin film. And he also announced that like Superman isn't the only hero in on that world, and the movie's going to have metamorpho hawk girl mr terrific and someone else in there so it's going to be in a, like a pre-established universe and i know that uh yeah this movie was the first of the new universe and everything like okay. that so i think this is a new universe but like a pre-established universe gotcha okay okay i i don't know oh you know one thing i want to talk about though uh Honestly, I didn't think the beginning was other scarabs. I thought they were just different lantern rings. Oh, uh, no. Because uh, well, I remember the I director mean, said the green one was like the green uh, lantern ring. But then again... Very we, well could be. Yeah. I don't know. We, we don't know. But it could be other scarabs too, so I don't know. That's what I thought they looked like. I thought it was like multiple scarabs, just like different colors. I was specifically looking at the yellow one, though, because your boy is colorblind and yellow is the easiest color to see. <laughs> so, like. I, f I keep forgetting that you're colorblind. Uh huh. 
Um, so, like, my eyes darted toward the yellow one. I wasn't really looking towards the green, the purple, the indigo, all of that stuff. That is the same colors as the green lantern rings. Wait, wait, wait. Could like, you, could you see, can you see green? I mean, eh, I mean, technically, yes. Like, I've learned it over the years, but I have red-green color blindness. Oh. So everything from red to green on the color spectrum all kind of looks like a different shade of brown. Oh. And so, like... Over the years, I've learned that this shade of brown is red, this shade of brown is green. But if you put them next to each other, could not tell you which is which. One thing I wanted to talk about and ask your opinion, though, was the whole, like, redemption for Green Lantern. Because, like, the suit makeup was so, so similar to how they did the CGI for Ryan Reynolds, like, suit up uh, in Green Lantern. Like, Honestly, yeah, I could see that because like the Green Lantern suit was like a living material. They made it look living, even though it looks kind of bad. I will say this though: I love that the suit in this movie is practical. Like the suit, for the most part, was completely practical. They'd shoot on location, all that type of shit, and then they'd like touch it up with like CGI and everything. Whereas this movie could have you like okay, they could have easily done like an entirely CGI suit, but the fact yeah. that they didn't and it looked fucking gorgeous. And it's, like, completely accurate, like, completely accurate. The only thing that they couldn't do, I think the director talked about it, he said that, like, the only thing that they wanted to do, that, but they couldn't with the suit, was with the lips. Because in the comics and in the video games and TV shows, he has lips that you can see move and shit. They were like, we couldn't figure out a way to do that. And they were going to probably do something like how the Power Rangers have just lips just sitting there, but it didn't look right, so they just didn't do it. Which... I don't blame him. It looked pretty good. But honestly, it kind of was a little similar to Green Lantern. And that makes me wonder. I have a theory. I wonder if the, because the green ring hit the scarab and like a little bit of electricity like went through it when it happened. So I'm wondering like, did it imprint from the Green Lantern ring or what? Well, I mean, because that's the thing. Like when the part that you were talking about, like when Jaime was playing around with all the different weapons he could make, he's like, well, what can I do? And she's like, anything you can imagine, I can mm-hmm. make. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, like, is that like Green Lantern-esque? Like, are are they trying to say like, hey, yo, here's our redemption shot at like how good Green Lantern could have been? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I think they did a really good job with every single thing that they were trying to do. Only thing I have to say is that damn villain could have been better. And I think, giving them a sequel, they might be able to do it. But I don't know who would be the villain in question. Yo, yo. yo, What if instead of giving Blue Beetle his own villain, they just have it kind of be like a uh, team-up movie where, like, an established, like, Batman has... he's, He's trying to develop his own omac and he's like trying to stop the people who were developing omac and like uh blue beetle gets to team up with batman to defeat one of batman's supervillains. like i would like that to be like if he showed up in a batman movie that'd be cool but i still would want to keep it his own movie like i wouldn't want to turn it into like you know batman brave and the bold because i think this movie was really special because it focused on a latino character and it also did its own thing. I, I loved it. It was fun for that. But, you know, my final thoughts on this whole, whole entire movie, like I said, like, you know, same about as you, 4.5 out of 5. And I think this is going to be a fucking classic. 
I think this is people need to go see this. Please go see this movie. This movie is not being advertised or marketed, and this movie really does deserve to get seen. Like I am not shitting you. It's a good movie. I like it a lot. Um, any final thoughts, Connor? Um, my final thoughts were just it was, it was really really. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right words. I'm going to run that back one more time. Um, (laughs) uh, My final thoughts are that it was just a very good movie for everybody. Like, it's a superhero movie, and so, like, it is a PG-13 plus rating, so it's not one of those you want to show the young, young kids, but, I mean, it is one of those that, like, the the parts that are mature can kind of go right over their head. You know what I mean? Like yeah, all like the horny jokes. Movie. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very good movie for everybody. And like the, the angsty teenagers, the uh, like young 20 year olds, the like 30 uh, year olds, the family people, like it's a good movie for everybody. And just like you said, it's, it's really good. It's not getting marketed enough. And like more people need to go see it so that we get a sequel. Yeah, 100%. Like, they knocked that out of the park with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, no, okay. But you know what, Soups? I really want you guys to let us know what you guys think. Because, honestly, go see the movie. Let us know. And you can do that by commenting or messaging us on Instagram at Super Saturdays Podcast, going on our TikTok at Super Saturdays Pod, and Twitter at Super Saturday PC. All your messages and your reviews can make their way on this show. This was Super Saturdays. I'm Damon. And where can our guests find you, Connor? Um, I'm going to use this time to just say keep going over to Super Saturdays. Like, I I repost every single TikTok. I like every single post that you guys make. I love watching the podcast. Um, tell your friends about this podcast if you're a, like, a superhero nerd or if you just like these conversations that Damon is having. Like please like this this podcast is amazing more people need to hear it just like more people need to hear about blue beetle oh thanks connor well this was super saturdays see you next saturday soups <laughs> <laughs>